This is Tim Staten with Tim Stating the Obvious. What is this podcast about? It's simple. You are entitled to great leadership everywhere you go, whether it's to church, whether it's to work, whether it's at your house, you are entitled to great leadership. And so in this podcast, we take leadership principles and theories and turn them into everyday, relatable, and usable advice. And a quick disclaimer, this show, process, or service by trademark, trademark manufacturer, otherwise does not necessarily constitute an implied endorsement of anyone that I employed by or favors them in representation. The views are expressed here in my show are my own expressed and do not necessarily state or reflect those of any employer. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of Tim Stating the Obvious. In the last episode, we talked about Talent Cliff and how to organizationally avoid this pitfall. In this episode, we're going to be talking about having difficult discussions with people in the workplace. We've all been there, and if you haven't, then you will soon be there. Some leaders thrive in conflict, and others don't. You know, I personally don't like unhealthy conflict. Healthy conflict? I will take healthy conflict all day long because it serves a purpose, and it's healthy. Now, have you found yourself in a position talking about maybe one of these uh, issues in your organizations? You know, remote work and flexible schedules is still a predominant topic. You know, with the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic and, you know, things going back to normal and an uptick, you know, in, in numbers recently, remote work and flexible schedules have become more prevalent in the workplace. You know, however, as you know, this thing evolves, leaders may need to have difficult discussions and they have been having them with employees about returning to the office or adjusting their schedules. According to a study by Buffer, 69% of the people would like to continue working remotely at least some of the time for the rest of their careers. So this could just be a tough conversations for some leaders, you know, as they need to balance the needs and the preferences of their employees with the needs of the organization and the business and their clients. You know, have you had to talk about automation and its impact on jobs? You know, as technology continues to advance, leaders may need to have difficult discussions with employees about how automation will affect their jobs, how artificial intelligence uh, will affect jobs. Uh, you know, we're already having conversations about how artificial intelligence affects the education system. And I'm not an educator, but I can do a topic on, you know, how AI is affecting education and how students can just kind of use AIs to generate papers and citing and have it all good and submit it. And it won't be plagiarized. It'll be a unique and identifying paper that the student claims their own. However, they didn't write it. They just provided the prompts to the AI to write it themselves. You know, and according to a report by the World Economic Forum, 85 million jobs may be displaced by a shift in the division of labor between humans and machines, while 97 new roles may emerge that are more, you know, adapted to this new division of labor with machines being the workforce and a person managing the machine. You know, so this could also be a difficult discussion as, you know, people talk in their own industries and their own right about AI and emerging technology and looking for efficiencies and how to save money, but also how to protect their people and make sure that people have job security and career development, but also not losing the potential benefits and side effects of automation that the company needs uh, and how it can help its employees with AI. Or maybe you have to tell somebody they won't be getting a promotion that they worked hard for. Maybe they won't be getting that bonus this year that they were banking on. You know, during my Christmas break, I was watching watching the uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. And if you haven't seen it, it's a really funny movie. Uh, you should probably go see it. And it gets funnier and funnier as I get older. 
and things become more relevant. Like when I watched it as a kid, I thought it was funny, but now as an adult, like a more adult adult, like I think it's absolutely hilarious because I could relate to a lot of things in that movie. But, you know, so I was reminded of the scene where I was preparing for this episode and Clark had been desperately waiting for his Christmas bonus in order to, you know, make a down payment on a pool that he wanted to install in his backyard. And this isn't a spoiler, by the way. If, I know I probably should have put that on there, but it's not a spoiler A spoiler alert. This movie's been around forever. Uh, and so, you know, it was the ultimate Christmas gift for his family, and the deadline to pay that down payment was getting closer and closer. And, like, he was starting to, you know, freak out. And he was already stressed, uh, you know, about, you know, all the mishaps and events that was going on at the house, and family was over there, and they were giving him grief with extended family. By the time a company envelope showed up at his house, he was close to his his breaking point. And he opens it up. Of course, everyone's around him. And when he found out it wasn't his bonus, he was enrolled in the membership to the Jelly of the Month Club instead of that bonus. And he went on this huge, angry tirade about his boss before he dropped the line, holy shit, where's my Tylenol? You know, and so when when you have to have a, a tough conversation with somebody, you know, that's kind of the the mindset that I kind of put myself into when I prepare to have a tough conversation with somebody is, you know, they're human, one, they're human beings. You don't know what they're going through and everybody's trying to do the best job that they can. And everybody has a lot of stressors in their lives and nobody is perfect. Even though at work, their life may seem perfect. They may put on this perfect exterior and everything is happy, go lucky and everything is fine. I am going to automatically assume that they are Clark Griswold, a guy or a gal who is just trying their best to give their family their best, work hard every single day to give their family, you know, the ultimate gift of this pool in their backyard. And here you are about ready to enroll them into the Jelly of the Month Club. How do you have that tough conversation with somebody? So here are five important things that I just want you to remember uh, when you try to prepare to go into having a tough conversation with somebody. And these are hard conversations to have. And if you haven't had one, uh, you definitely need to prepare for it. Um, there's a couple in my career that I've had that I don't think that I adequately prepared for because I misjudged the severity of the conversation I was about ready to have. I really didn't think it was that big of a deal, but it turned out that it was a hugely incredible deal for the person on the other end and the receiving end of having this conversation that was really, really tough to have. So I came up with like five things that I tell myself and I try to always live up to these rules. So if you can implement it and put it into your leadership kit bag, I hope you do. Um, so here they are. So the first one is be honest. When we're having difficult conversations, it's important to be honest and not to lie. You know, bad news doesn't get better with age. So, you know, kind of be like a Band-Aid. Rip it right off and be honest. Uh, it may take some practice before you get the delivery of this right. Um, but according to a study by Harvard Business Reviews, you know, employees trust their leadership and they're more likely to be engaged and committed and motivated and do their best work if their leadership is honest with them and they're upfront. And that's even after having tough talks, right? So that's even after being told, hey, here's some news that you're probably not going to like. 
right? So they had more respect for the leaders who were more honest with them. And they didn't lie. And they didn't beat around the bush. They just got to the point. Which goes back to my second point, which is be respectful. You know, showing respect and treating employees with dignity is crucial in maintaining a positive relationship, right? Just because you have to deliver bad news doesn't mean you're a bad person. And oftentimes you're going to be the one who's going to bear that burden and be looked at that some way. Like you're the bad guy because in leadership, we have to have tough conversations. We have to deliver uh, bad news and it's how you deliver it in a respectful and honest way that can really get through to somebody um, and get to the point that you're trying to change. Right? Um, So if you're having a conversation about someone's work performance, you know, that's probably a tough conversation to have for the person receiving it. Maybe not so much for the person giving it, uh, but you got to take a look at it. It's going to be a tough conversation to have. Maybe uh, that conversation, you know, has to do with an ethical issue or it has to do with interpersonal relationships and dynamics of people on a team. Maybe somebody is very egotistical and arrogant and people don't want to work with that person, but yet they haven't done anything to get fired. So how do you have that tough conversation with somebody to say, hey, you know, you're on this team. We need you to work together. Let's tone down the arrogance a little bit and the egotism and get to work, you know, and and be respectful in a way about it. You know, right. You also have to be objective, right? Don't make any assumptions or jump to conclusions. And this one took me a minute to be completely honest. Um, I used to make a lot of assumptions going into having these hard, tough conversations And then I realized it's probably best not to have any preconceived notions, no assumptions, don't jump to conclusions, just stick to the facts and the data that support what I'm talking about. And then when I need to hear from somebody else's perspective on the opposite end of the conversation, who's on the receiving end of this conversation, is help coach them through the facts that they see it and the data that they see to support their decision. Because oftentimes, especially in probably the last five to six years, people deal more in feelings than they do in facts and data. And, you know, people feel like they work hard. People feel like this. Well, you can feel a lot of things, but the facts are different than feelings, right? And and this is a hard uh, pill for some people to swallow. But, you know, facts don't have feelings. And but people do. So we got to be objective and respectful and be honest, but we also need to be objective, right? So we need to let people know these are the facts that support why I'm saying what I'm saying. And now I'm going to hear your facts that support what you're saying, what you're saying. And don't jump to conclusions or make assumptions, right? So don't assume that somebody understands everything that you know from your position because they don't. They don't have that burden of knowing what you know. You have that burden of knowing what you know, but they don't. They have that blessing of that plausible deniability of of ignorance that they just don't know what you know, and you're shielding them from that. So how do you work that into having that difficult conversation? And the next thing we need to do is we need to focus on solutions instead of just identifying problems, and we need to find ways to solve them. And sometimes... You just have to come up to an agreement to agree to disagree, and that's okay. 
you know, especially if you're talking about job performance, if you're talking about ethical issues, if you're talking about points of views, if you're talking about interpersonal relationships, you know, sometimes if you're you're trying to get your point across with your facts and your data and the other person just doesn't want to hear it, well, then that's okay. You can come up to an agreement to agree to disagree, but just know what the outcome is, right? So you still got to be objective and you still need to focus on even though you may not agree with me and we can agree to disagree, how do we still move forward and solve the problem? Because even though we can agree that we disagree on what we think the problem is, how do we move forward? How do we get past where we're at having that difficult conversation? You know, and lastly, you need to follow up, especially if you are in the leadership role or in the leadership position. You know, you have to schedule a follow-up meeting to check on the progress, address any outstanding concerns, and ensure that everyone is still on the same page even after you had that meeting. Even though someone may not like what you're saying at the time, that it needs to be said, make sure that you check in on them and make sure that you hold up your end of the bargain and make sure you hold up your end of the deal, that you're doing the things that you said that you would do to help them through the solution in the difficult time. You know, often difficult conversations lead to difficult times and lead to difficult solutions, but they're also rewarding at the end if they come out successful. So that goes back into if you follow up, and you say, hey, I'm checking in on you. Just want to make sure you're okay. Because you got, you want to show empathy for them too. Because again, go back to the Clark Griswold meltdown about the Jelly Club, right? And now you're trying to talk to them about how they got enrolled in the Jelly Program. Instead of getting that bonus they were talking about. You need to have some empathy for them. Because you may be the one delivering the bad news. You may not be the one responsible for it. But you're the one who is responsible for cultivating that and turning it into something better. So... You never want to give up your integrity. So continuously be honest with your people. Make sure you're respectful with them. Be objective. Stick to the facts. Don't deal with emotions. Just deal with facts. And then focus on solutions as you come to a way forward. And then follow up and do what you say you're going to do. It's important to keep in mind that tough conversations are just a normal part of leadership. And it's not going to be easy. Sometimes it may be, but oftentimes it won't be. But it's essential for growth and development for you as a leader and for the employee and for the company. Because if we're not having these tough conversations, no one's going to grow and the company is not going to get better or the organization is not going to get better. So as always, thank you for stopping by and listening to this episode. And I hope you enjoyed it. Before we go, I would like to ask a favor of you. If you got some value out of this episode, if you could please share it with one or two other people who you think might like this topic. If you haven't followed or subscribed on whatever platform that you're listening to this on, please hit that alert icon and the uh, subscribe button so that way you know when we post another episode. I don't want to waste your time coming back and checking it out. Hey, is a new one there? I want to let you know by you clicking on those things to help us communicate to you. And if you got even more value out of this episode, please leave a comment or a review so we can help spread the show with other people who might be interested in it. Um, and then you can also check our uh, social interaction platforms. I know they're social media, but I call them social interaction platforms because I would really like to get a conversation started about these topics. So I usually, uh, we have a Facebook, a YouTube, a TikTok, uh, an Instagram account, have all those things out there. 
and really would like to get some uh, social inter- you know interaction and some discussion talking about it. I'm also up on Wisdom, uh, which is another app that I really like where we can have a conversation, actually a real-life conversation too if we ever get to that point. Just wanted to say again, thank you so much for stopping by, and I really hope that you enjoy this episode. I'm Tim Staten, stating the obvious.